Hello, hello, hello. What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back. It's your boy Blue and the homie XP72. And you guys are listening and watching to the Blue Experience Podcast, episode 29er. What? This is crazy. (laughs) Wow. Almost 30. I can't can't even believe that we're actually here already. Yeah, we're getting old, bro. We're getting old. (laughs) We're getting old. Jeez. Wow. How you doing, Blue? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I'm doing good. You know, life is uh, is life, and uh, I can't complain. I'm alive. I'm breathing, and uh, too blessed to be stressed. That's it, man. Nobody wants to hear our complaints anyway. Nah, <laughs> it I doesn't know. get you anywhere. Complaining does not get you anywhere any faster. Any like, don't let me go there. Don't let me go there. But anyways, it's, it, it's good. Man. And you know, another reason why it's good is because we have another special guest with us today. Yes, and that is the homie. From the face, well, one of the faces and voices behind the Pilot Edge ATC network. I've been a member of Pilot Edge for, I have to look at my account. It's been years. Uh, I've learned, Pilot Edge has taught me how to fly VFR. Pilot Edge has refined for me how to fly IFR. And it's held me to a much, much, much higher standard in my flying. And honestly, I'm going to continue using them because I feel like personally, Personally, this is just me saying personally. I'm not being paid to say this. They didn't say, hey, can you say nice things? No. 
legit like they are a part of me becoming a pilot like trans transitioning from being a sim pilot to a real world pilot and i feel like they're a big part of that for me everybody say welcome to kevin from pilot edge hey great to be on thanks guys thanks blue thanks xp for having me absolutely no worries man absolutely glad to have you on board when i heard that you're going to be coming on, i was like yes it's about time we have power <laughs> on our show. no it's true it's absolutely true because for me and what we do flight simming um without atc it's almost just boring and dead i'm sorry for the guys who don't, <laughs> who don't fly online of any any sort at all but for me personally having air traffic control is just one of the best things about flying at my desk in front of my computer and so we like to think so too and and for those who might be listening who haven't tried it and you maybe you're maybe it's just uh you know the the configuration getting set up is a little daunting or or you're just a little intimidated um you know there's everyone has been there everyone has has been at that point so there's there's plenty of resources on the pilot edge website to help you get set up both technical uh, technically and then also get you going uh, as a you know from a student pilot perspective or or from learning how to actually talk to ATC yep Absolutely. And that's what I love about it. And, you know, um, on a weekly basis between me and Blue, people have seen us in front of our computers, on our simulators, and with ATC. But what they have not seen a lot of, and what we know about, because I've had a Pilot account for a long time as well, is Pilot Edge and what Pilot Edge is and isn't and what it's all about. So since we have you on the show, I would love for you to and tell our audience what the Pilot Edge network is about. As a matter of fact, uh, I was talking to Blue Ghost. Do you know when Pilot Edge started? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea got, when you guys started. And well, so, don't worry, I've got don't... the whole history for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and for for the for the uh, for the listeners and the viewers who who already know about Pilot Edge, stay tuned because we've got some really exciting things uh, to talk Oshkosh coming up um, oh, yeah. here a little yeah. bit later. But uh, yes, for those who aren't familiar, Pilot Edge uh, began in 2010. Um, it actually launched in 2011. There was a beta in, in 2010, however. Um, so it's been around for over a decade. And uh, through the years, it's gone from just being uh, in the Los Angeles Center um, area. That's kind of that's where it launched back in, in uh, 2011. Um, and it's expanded to the entire western half of the United States now. So a lot of people who who were early adapters of Pilot Edge or maybe used it and then stopped for whatever reason or maybe heard about it and then never really looked back, uh, they kind of think, oh, well, it's only the West Coast or it's only SoCal. That's That couldn't be further from the truth at that point. At this point. Um, and it's actually the entire western half of the United States. So there's a lot of airspace out there. Um, of course, the question always comes up about, well, are you going to expand? You know, tell us about the East Coast, Florida, um, New York, that area. You know, there's there's no uh, nothing to announce right now as far as an expansion. But I think it's important for people to really understand that it, it doesn't necessarily matter um, where you fly your sim. Uh, the CEO. So I'm uh, I'm Kevin from Pilot Edge, as, as you guys have said, and I'm, I do the marketing uh, for Pilot Edge, I also do special projects over with the network. Uh, the founder and CEO is a man named Keith Smith, and he's actually uh, based out of New Jersey. So wow. I always uh, people find it interesting that he built a network on the other side of the country, or, or I should say, that covers the other side of the country. And I think that is the biggest testament to the fact that it doesn't matter where you fly your sim. Um, airspace is airspace. A class Delta and ILS, they're all the same across the country. And Sure, there are going to be little things here and there that are going to be different just as far as, you know, procedurally and all. But as far as the FARs go, the AIM, all that, that's going to be the same 
across the entire country. And and the, the last thing I'll say about that is, is that you're a pilot. So you need to learn how to fly in airspace that's not just your own. So um, just because maybe pilotage doesn't cover your home airport doesn't mean that you should uh, should look elsewhere for your ATC. But anyway, so yeah, it's been around since for, for over 10 years now. Um, and the premise behind it is it adds air traffic control to your flight simulator. Um, over the course of flight simulation, over decades and decades now, um, there's never been a good way to get ATC into your sim. You know, the, the sims have done a, a really as, as well as they can with providing the synthetic version, which is, you know, the text-based ATC. You press a button, it, it gives you a prompt to respond. Um, and, you know, it's it's uh, there's even some stuff out there that's, that's voice recognition, some third party. But regardless of if you're using the voice rack or just the text-based from uh, the default, uh, the, what, what the sim provides as default is you're never, if you're using one of those, you're not going to get the actual experience of opening your mouth and hitting a push to talk and actually having to speak, knowing there's someone listening to you. And I think that is the biggest thing that, that student pilots struggle with is the fact that they have the mic fright, right? And, and they, they know that someone is listening on the other end and they're, they're afraid to, to sound stupid. And so by practicing with pilot edge, um, there is someone on the other end and sure you, you still are going to have that fear. People experience mic fright all the time on pilot edge because there is someone listening. In fact, there could be a lot of people listening. It's, it's, it's you, it's the controller on the other end and it's any other pilot who's on your other, on your frequency with you. It's a giant multiplayer network. And, but the great part about it is that it's all virtual. So if you make a mistake, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's, you might as well make your mistakes on pilot edge than in the real airplane with a CFI when you're paying two or $300 an hour um, versus pilot edge where you can, you know, do tons of training, tons of hours of training per month for just a low fee of $20 a month. And so the controllers, uh, there are actual people on the other side of the radio. You key up your push to talk on your headset and it is as real as it gets. People often ask, you know, well, can I do this? Can I do this? Uh, Assume you can do anything that you can do in the real airplane on pilot edge. There's a very, very small decimal of a percentage of things that you cannot do um, on pilot edge that you can do in the real airplane. So I always tell people just assume you can do things uh, until someone tells you otherwise. Uh, pilot edge uses all the real frequencies, all the real procedures for all the airports. It's very realistic. Can I, can I jump in and say that I'm listening to you saying about Mike Fright and different things like that. And um, I, I used to do pilot edge. I haven't done it in a minute. And I am on the other network, uh, Vatim, which we'll mm -hmm. ask you about. But I did two real world, well, I did two discovery flights. And it's funny how being used to listen to you guys on the ATC side of pilot edge talk and having to respond or listen for your call sign, how when I did it in the real world with those two discovery flights, it's almost like second nature at that point where I heard the communication, I heard what was going on. We called up um, a class Bravo airspace and I didn't even concentrate on the fact that I'm hearing what's going on. I just knew it was there. I heard it and I was able to concentrate on my flying. And so I can tell that's a real world testimony to having that uh, assimilated for you when you're at your desktop sim. So when you go into the real world, you're you're a little bit ahead of the game. Oh, uh, would you say that? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I felt. There, yep. there are, and we, we put them on our social media too. There, there are so many success stories that we have uh, from people saying exactly that. People who have soloed after six or seven hours 
um, people who are getting their private pilot exactly Wait, 40 hours. Six or seven hours? Six or seven hours. Yes. We have at least two or three stories of success stories that we know about. You know, these are people who actually wrote to us um, to tell us that. And you can find those on, on the social media um, about uh, how they did that. But it's all because they're practiced on pilot edge. And, and like I said, you know, the amount of money they saved, they saved themselves by not having to spend those extra hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars picking up radio skills and, and all that with an expensive airplane and CFI. Uh, it, it's, it's very impressive. And, and, you know, flight simulation, when you look at it from a, from a more, um, professional and, and realistic standpoint, you know, and, and there's no wrong, nothing wrong with the hobbyist flight simmer either, but when you're actually putting a flight simulator towards a goal of getting a private pilot a license or, or an instrument rating, whatever it is, um, it is what you make of it. And, and it's really a great example of you get out of it, what you put in, um, you know, if you take it seriously, especially with pilot edge, you're going to get so much out of it. But if you're just kind of half, half assing things and, you're not going through your flows and your checklists, then you're not going to get as much out of it. So, you know, I think I encourage people to to really treat it as realistically as they can. Use checklists, um, use flows, procedures, call outs, whatever you do in the real airplane. Translate that into your sim, and it's just going to make everything all the better. Uh, if you're already very happy with your sim, but you haven't tried ATC, it's kind of like you don't know what you're missing. And I will warn you that once you try it, you're never going to want to go back. Um, but you know, it's, it's really something that, that you're missing out on if you're not flying with ATC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me ask this up front because I want to get into the de sure. some more details of, of pilot edge. And one of the questions I want to ask you is what it is and what it isn't. And the reason I'm asking that is because a lot of people are on the other network, which is VATS mm -hmm. and there's also yeah. I IVO and there's mm -hmm. other networks out there that people have, um, cool. What are the similarities and what are the differences for pilot That's a great question. That, that people should consider? It's a great question. Why? I want to preface it with with kind of knocking down a a common misconception that pilot edge and VATSIM are competitors. Um, people often, you know, even on, on Pilot Edge's own Discord, they say, you know, they refer to it as like, oh, don't say the V word. Like, no, it's it's actually <laughs> Keith Smith, again, founder and CEO um, of Pilot Edge, still CEO today. Uh, he was on the board of governors of Batsim um, prior to starting Pilot Edge, so he was, mm -hmm. and he's actually still very good friends with some of the founders. Um, uh, and uh, there's been a lot of turnover on Batsim in the past decade, for sure. But he's still uh, very good friends with some of the founders over there, and they actually still talk. and And they they talk about the industry, they talk about what each other are doing. Uh, we bounce technology uh, ideas off each other. You know, if, you know, obviously Microsoft Flights in 2020 coming out, you know, they uh, both networks had to, I should say all networks, IVO as well, had to um, adapt to, you know, how are we going to get this working, right, with SimConnect and all that. And so they all, they all kind of bounce and work off each other. So they are not competitors. There's nothing wrong with, with them. Now, to get into what it is and what it isn't as far as Pilot Edge goes. Um, and I, one more thing, I guess, to say to that is that pe some people use both, and it's perfectly fine to use both. In fact, some people will um, – I, I mentioned how the, West, uh, the western half of the United States is the Pilot Edge coverage area. So someone might depart JFK for LAX in a jet and transition from Batsim over to Pilot Edge when they're over Kansas area. Um, more, more so, you know, Kansas, Colorado area. So, uh, that's, that's something that we see a lot. And so as far as what it is and what it isn't, so some of the big things that differentiate, uh, pilot edge from the other networks. And I'd say the biggest one is the guaranteed ATC coverage. Everyone has been on VATSIM at some point and had that dreaded, you know, tensional aircraft ATC is closing it's dinner time or whatever it is. And you've just programmed in your FMS or you've just briefed your whole SID or departure or whatever it be. 
or you know you're getting you're just now approaching the coverage area and they sign off and it's it's such a blow to the whole night yeah. you know you've you've really amped yourself up for this mm-hmm. um so that doesn't happen on pilot edge the pilot edge controllers are paid uh, it's actually a job for them and so from the hours of 8 a.m to uh 11 p.m pacific time that's 15 hours a day seven days a week 300 and about 63 days a year. Uh, Pilot Edge closes for Christmas and Thanksgiving. That is it. All other holidays, they're all open. So that's the the absolute biggest differentiator is that ATC will be there when and where you expect them to be. Um, so you never have to guess. And the reason that's so great too is for the people who don't have that much time to flight sim. You know, maybe they they have to get the kid down and they've got a half hour before they get, you know, between the time they get the kid to bed, between the time they have to go to and the time they have to go to bed. And you don't, you know, if, if you're flying somewhere like that, Sim, you're going to spend five or 10 minutes figuring out just where the ATC is that night and what looks hot, right? But for Pilot Edge, you don't have to worry about that. You can know the second you hop on your computer that ATC is there and it's going to be good quality. So quality and coverage are the two biggest differentiators. Aside from that, though, there are a lot of, of big details. Um, the biggest one uh, of the details, I should say, being that Pilot Edge, is used, Pilot Edge uses all real-world frequencies. So whereas VATSIM and, and IVAO, you have a frequency list of controllers to see who's on. And that kind of, you have to figure out, okay, you know, that's the approach control, which means he's doing the, the tower and ground. So I have to tune the approach control to get my IFR clearance on the ground at LAX. That's obviously not realistic. You're, you would never tune approach control at a class Bravo to get your IFR clearance or taxi or takeoff, what have you. Uh, so Pilot Edge has a very intricate radio system that routes everything to the appropriate controller. So there are thousands and thousands of frequencies in the Pilot Edge database, um, anything from you know clear slivery, ground tower, you name it, all the way up to center. And you you use the real freq- you, you you would use real world aviation charts to find these frequencies. Um, additionally to that, the radios are modeled entirely realistically to the point where you can use a CTAF frequency or a Unicom, and that will work just like it will in the real airplane. Um, it doesn't have to be covered by a controller for the frequency to work. You can just tune up one two two point two. Uh, or one two two point eight, whatever it might be, and and you, it, it's a it's a frequency in which you can communicate with other airplanes. Um, along those same lines, is the frequencies have uh, distance and uh, line of sight calculations within them. So if you dip below a mountain and you're between, and the network knows where all the terrain is, and the network knows where all the receivers and transmitters are. So if you dip between a uh, receiver and a mountain then ATC is not going to be able to hear you. And you will hear the transmission start to degrade. It starts getting static, and then eventually it'll just completely cut out. So little things like that. And there, there are other several ones, but um, you know, the frequency system is very intricate. And then obviously the, the quality and coverage are the two are the, the biggest differentiators there uh, for the other networks. Oh yeah, I remember when. <laughs> wow, I remember when Keith uh, introduced. Uh, I, I used to call it radio fade, and they were yes. testing it. <laughs> and it was like for us in the in the sim community, it was like, wow, are you kidding me? You can actually <laughs> you know mimic the stuff. You as you right. said, you, you go behind a mountain and all of a sudden the radio fades out. So you got to make sure where you're going to make your radio calls, Absolutely. especially if you're flying GA. And that was another point I was going to ask you because I, I, I fly Vatsim. I fly Vatsim a lot. And mm-hmm. it's all um, IFR flying with airliners. Mm-hmm. However, 
what I love about Pilot Edge is that if you guys are interested in GA stuff, you do the GA, you do the flight following oh, absolutely. and 100%. things like that. So don't, you know, I might discount people who fly GA because I really don't, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of GA uh, pilots on um, Pilot Edge that utilizes the frequencies and asks for flight following. That's yeah. what I learned what flight following was like, flight following. What is that? <laughs> you know, the, the so. majority of, of, customers are general aviation for pilot edge and that's not to say by any means that pilot edge is anti uh jets or anti-airliners not by all means they are not Uh, you know airliners everything is is totally fair game on pilot edge but the reason that that you get the more ga on there is because um just you know statistically the pilot who's going to be more inclined to pay 20 dollars a month for the service is that who is training in the real in the real world so you know versus a hobbyist who, you know, just flies Airbus or, or Boeing, um, you know, they might be less likely to, to pay $20 a month just because it's only a hobby for them. They're not really getting anything out of it towards their real training. So I think that's the reason why you get the, the GA heaviness over on Pilot Edge, but that's not to say you can't take a, an A320 up um, and then do a full airliner flight. You know, we just ask that you know what you're doing. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, common, it's a common flight simulator, um, I actually say flight sim-ism, to work backwards where people actually learn they think they learn you know everything they need to know about ifr in in an a320 and then they have no idea how to fly a traffic pattern in a skyhawk um, and that's just a very a very common thing that happens in flight sim uh and you know we we like to try and break that trend a little bit where you know certainly if someone comes over and they're they don't know what a sit or a star is and they're trying to fly an airbus um, you know, we're going to refer them over to our, our training program, which is so great. You know, Pilot Edge does have a training program that's included with every single membership. It's no extra cost at all, and it's completely self-guided. So, again, uh, what I said before, you get into it what you put it. I'm sorry, you get out of it what you put into it. It's got a bunch of briefings and videos. Uh, it's called the CAP program for the VFR, Communications and Airspace Training, CAT, CAP program. And then there's also a very uh, similar program for the I ratings, the IFR training ratings. So those are you know, those can literally take you from you know they call it zero to hero uh, within the course of ten to eleven flights VFR and IFR, um, and it's really really put been put together very well. And there's a ton of success that we've seen from it. Thousands and thousands of pilots have have done these ratings and and really become better pilots because of it. Yeah, I want to just slide in and just say that I'm a, a product of the, the CAT and I rating system. Um, early on getting in, honestly, that was the thing that got me really active in Pilot Edge. Was like, like I legit used my, was it like a, a seven-day free trial? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to finish the CAT ratings within this trial <laughs> because it was just so good. And after that was over, like, I continued flying, obviously. But um, every, everyone that I meet who is serious about becoming a real-world pilot and they're like actively doing their flight training, I always tell them, hey, Pilot Edge is essential, even if you don't have a mm-hmm. simulator. Like, I have a friend of mine who doesn't sure. have a sim. I'm like, yo, if you want to just come over, you know, can we live yeah. right down the street? Come over, use my sim. I already have Pilot Edge. Use my, use my account. Um, <laughs> and, and just practice because he's learning. And the, the thing he said, and I think a lot of people in chat and people who listen to this who are learning to become a pilot, one of the hardest things is not the flying part. It's, you know, the talking ATC and multitasking, totally. things like that. Sometimes that, that's literally what keeps people from a check ride. You know, they, their stick and rudder skills are terrific, but they just cannot get their head around talking on the radio. And, you know, at that point, you are burning so much money just, you know, practicing flying just because you have to talk on the radio. And, um, you know, that, that shouldn't be the case. And so Pilot Edge has provided a way to, to do all that from, uh, you know, from the comfort of your own home. 
yeah, and like you said, you know, a fraction of the cost. Like you said, twenty dollars a month, you know, doing practice on the simulator versus was it a few hundred dollars a flight? Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So, just going up the fuel prices for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's funny. I knew about the cat sim system. I didn't know about the I rating system. I yeah, want to see. Whole, I want. I'm gonna put XP on the spot in front of the whole world and say I want to see XP do the I rating. The whole thing, all was I think ten or eleven lessons. I just want to yeah. see where you are, because like I, I know you know what you're doing. I know you've been flying Vatsim and Ifar. All the all. The, I want to know like how much I do does. you really know about Ifar flying? <laughs> no, this is actually no. Actually, the, the I rating system has piqued my interest. Now going, wait a minute, I didn't know about this. I didn't. I thought it was just for the the, the um. VFR stuff with the cat rating, but if there's an I rating, I'm definitely going to jump on Absolutely. it and just see, you know, what do I think I know and what I mm-hmm. don't and know. And there's you know there's I mean? no pre there's no prerequisite to complete the cat ratings before the I rating, so you can they're individual of each other, so you can just jump right in with the I one rating. Blue challenge accepted. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, Let's go. Let's I'll go. be your observer. I'll sit in the right. second seat for you. No um, problem. Well, no, talk so, about cat. Uh, real Go quick, ahead. real quick. Um, before you transition on, kind of mm-hmm. the, the 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 onboarding process of it, like you mentioned earlier, how a lot of people have what you call mic fright. What is something that maybe they're not necessarily you know training right now, right? They're not, like kind of like me. Like I, I want to be a pilot mm-hmm. eventually. I want to keep continue to to learn my to learn and get better knowledge. But I want. Like I'm, I'm curious about pilot edge, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. intimidated. What is it that can help that person get over that hump and think? Because let's go ahead and just talk about the elephant in the room. Sure. A lot of people think that pilot edge can be rude. A lot of people mm-hmm. are intimidated and they don't like to be corrected, and they have this mic fright. Like they, they've used IVO, they've used Vaxim, mm-hmm. they, you know, whatever. But they get over the pilot edge. They're like, uh, I don't know. Like, what is sure. it that something like someone like that? Whether they are you know, season simmer on other networks yeah. or they're just a regular simmer, how how can they overcome that and get into politics? So I think it's important, um, you know, talking about the the rude controllers. It's important to realize the different roles that a pilotage controller plays. Um, they play several. One is obviously the fact they have to act as an air traffic controller. Another one is they act as a proctor for the CAT and I rating. So you know, if you if you mess something up or they're the ones who you know fail or pass you when you're completing a rating. Um, so it's a fine line they have to walk there. And and, sorry, and even outside the ratings, they do some very minor, you know, critique and correction. Um, you know, if you fly through a localizer or something, you didn't make your turn quickly enough, they'll, they'll probably tell you about it. Um, I, the biggest advice I can give to someone who maybe be intimidated because they've heard that is just to, A, never take it personally. Um, the controllers are not, you know, there to berate you. They're not there to to get angry at you. Um, they're there to simulate the national airspace system. And I think one great thing, one one big word I love to use with Pilot Edge is, is accountability. Um, you add Pilot Edge into your sim, and even, you know, you add ATC into your sim, whether it be VATS, MIVAO, Pilot Edge, you, you're adding a level of accountability. Um, but then when you take a jump further and, and do Pilot Edge over the other networks, you're really adding accountability to where this is very much on a on a realistic level where um, you have a reason to really pay attention and treat this realistically. If you bust a Bravo airspace, you're going to hear about it. ATC will tell you, you know, you're in violation of the whatever Bravo airspace, you know, flying 180 immediately to exit the Bravo. Um, and the reason behind this is because they are, like I said, they're trying to simulate the national airspace system and they want to simulate as realistically as they can the service you would get in a real airplane. 
if you bust the Bravo in a real airplane, they're not going to be nice about it. They're not going to, you know, just gently, uh, you know, tell you it's okay. And then, and let you continue on your way. You might get that from, you know, from one of the other networks, one of the other free networks. Um, but realistically the, the positive training comes from the fact that you have this, you know, Oh crap moment of, I just busted the Bravo. And if I were in the real airplane, this would have happened because, you know, here I am thinking I'm taking it seriously and I completely lost sight of my, you know, situational awareness. So the biggest advice I'd say is just don't take it personally and know what you're getting out of it. You're getting an incredibly realistic experience. Yes, you are going to make mistakes, but guess what? Everyone makes mistakes on Pilot Edge because it's a training network. Every, almost everyone is a training, is a student pilot on there of some sort or just a hobbyist who's trying to learn. Um, Overall, we just ask that you don't bite off more than you can chew. I think that is the that's the best thing I can tell you. If you don't know much about flying, um, or for instance, if you don't know anything about VFR, I, I spoke on this earlier. You know, don't load up in an A320 and and try to fly IFR um, unless you know unless you really have been told by someone who knows their stuff that you know what you're doing. Because a lot of people who do that. You know, they, they think they know, but they don't actually know. And something will come up where they have to do a hold or they have to, you know, fly a sit or a star and they're just lost. And, you know, start with the basics. There's a reason why the FA doesn't allow you to get your instrument ticket before you're private. Um, and that's just because you have to start with the basics. And when you're flying IFR, sometimes you have to fly a traffic pattern for a visual approach or whatever it might be. You go around and you have to fly a traffic pattern on a visual approach. Uh, if you've never flown a traffic pattern VFR, you're not even going to know how to do that. So don't bite off more you can chew. Go into Pilot Edge with an open mind. And if you get corrected or you do something wrong, um, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to uh, ban your account as, as long as it wasn't, you know, malicious or, or uh, you know, anything like that. Just, you know, correct, correct your actions and try and do better next time and learn from it. As human beings, we learn best from our mistakes. And I think that, you know, as long as you can handle that as a person and know that it's not personal, just, you know, take the learning experience out, um, get a learning experience out of the whole situation. And Could that be part of the issue real quick, that people come to the network not understanding what the network is all about, you know, so they don't take it as seriously? I don't know if, I don't do know if that's as much of an issue that we see. Um, I, I think some people might just, you know, I may, that might be a little bit of it where people don't understand the fact it's a multiplayer network. So, you know, if you are malicious or you do, you know, you don't really care and you don't take it seriously, um, you're going to affect the, the, the experience of others. Um, but overall, I think people do know what they're getting themselves into. And I think that uh, overall, you know, people's intentions are, are very good and they're there to learn. Um, so, you know, I, I don't. I don't think there's a huge issue with that. Yeah, good deal. And is well, there uh, before we get? Is there any additional like assistance to new people? I know you have the the layout mm -hmm. of the cat ratings and the eye ratings sure. and whatnot. But what if you're like, all right, well, this is kind of like a wall of text to me. Is there like a way that yeah. people can connect with you or the controller and be like, hey, like I need like maybe some one on one help on a disc or something like that? Is there well, anything like yeah, that? So I mean, the Pilot Edge does have a very active Discord, which is fantastic for questions. Um, there's there are there are channels in there for you know the cat ratings for VFR, the I ratings for IFR, which are you know also serve as just kind of general VFR and IFR questions. Um, the Discord is very active. A ton of real world pilots on there. A ton of uh, Pilot Edge users on there. Uh, so that's a great place to ask any question you have, whether it be flight sim, real world, or Pilot Edge related. It doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's all aviation all the time in there. And then. Um, the Pilot Edge has in the past offered some remote coaching. 
Uh, they're not currently really doing that in-house, but they still do have some options for that, um, for remote coaching that you can contact them. So between the Discord, which is obviously just a free, you know, kind of free tutoring is, you know, text-based sort of thing. You can just ask questions to get stuff there or some remote coaching, which would be a one-on-one -on -one sort of more paid session. Uh, there's, there's plenty of resources. There's also a, um, a manual that's sold by pilotworkshop.com that uh, Keith Smith from Pilot Edge helped create called the VFR communications manual. And there's an IFR communications manual. So if you're kind of more of a, a book learner, that's great for you as well. Um, and that comes with a digital copy too. So there are so many different learning opportunities over there. And, you know, to find what's right for you, I would recommend the Discord. Honestly, just pilotedge.net slash Discord will take you there. It'll give you an invite link. And uh, it's a great place to just get to know the community and get any questions answered as well. Here's what I discovered a while back about Pilot Edge, and it's actually, I think it might be a good learning tool. I didn't know up until a few years ago that you can actually go back and listen to your archive. Yes. Yes. light and calls and then so at the moment you're making a mistake and you're thinking you're right just rewind go find <laughs> your flight and listen to it again and you realize oh man i did screw up didn't i so 100%. a lot of a lot of people don't know this pilot edge unlike the other platforms archive all the radio communications off yourself and the controllers and everything and you can go back and listen to yourself which is fascinating to me you know what I mean? So it's one of the best ways to learn. And yep. because a lot of people don't, you know, you, you never know how you sound on the radio unless you actually, you know, take your phone out and record yourself or something. Or if you're, you know, maybe you're on a frequency that's on liveatc.net, you know, that'd be kind of cool to hear yourself. But uh, yeah, pilot.net slash audio. And you can go there and, and don't let that, you know, don't let that scare you as a, as a potential pilot edge user. Uh, you know, there are no names associated with any of those radio um, frequencies. You know, you're not being, shame by being put on there it's purely for training so that after your flight uh like you said xp you can go and just uh you can go and check out how your flight how you sounded um and, and see what you know maybe you're talking too fast maybe you're mumbling um you know and again like you said if there's a discrepancy too you can go you can go check it and you know hey sometimes the controller's wrong controllers make mistakes too so you just you just never know nice all right let's talk about some fun let's have some fun Sim Venture. Yes. Sim Venture, Sim Venture. You guys are like, what? Sim what? Sim Venture. <laughs> you have Sim Venture coming up. What is it? What it's about? What can we expect? Can you tell us about Sim Venture, please? Want to know? Sure. Yeah. So this is the fun part for sure. So for those who, who haven't heard of it, Sim Venture, it's a, uh, it's a play on words from Air Venture, which is uh, EAA, Experimental Aircraft Association. It's their famous event every single year. Uh, minus 2020, but uh, it's uh, it's Oshkosh. You might also know of it as Oshkosh. So SimVenture uh, was born in 2020. Uh, the idea came about, uh, well, basically to sum it up, it's a virtual Oshkosh, basically. And, and not the air show portion necessarily, but more so the fly-in, fly-out portion, which is really what would be pertinent to the piloting port portion of Oshkosh. And so uh, for those who aren't familiar, Oshkosh, at, at the end of every July, uh, over over 10,000 airplanes flock up to, this is mainly general aviation airplanes, small pistons, uh, flock up to a little city called Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And uh, it's in um, uh, right off Lake Winnebago there in Wisconsin. And it's just a small kind of class delta. I guess the airport footprint itself is quite large, but it's a very quiet class delta 51 weeks out of the year. But you take that last week in July every single year, and boy, does that place get popping. 
Um, so the uh, it uh, it's actually typically a, a contract control tower, 51 weeks out of the year. But for uh, that one week, the FAA actually comes in and brings FAA controllers in to work all the traffic because there is so much of it. So um, it's it's especially uh, un- unique for pilots to fly in and out of Oshkosh because and during this air venture week, I mean, because um, of the specific procedures that come with it. To in order to land ten thousand airplanes within you know several days of of, uh, of one another at a at a class delta, you can't just have normal ops. You can't just have you know airplanes calling up, hey, we're six miles southeast inbound to land. It would be a hundred percent unmanageable. So instead, there are very specific procedures that are outlined in what's now called a notice, previously known as a notum, but that's a change EAA made this year. Now called a notice, um, and it's a it's a VFR arrival procedure. It's not a star. But it's a um, a star is an IFR term for those who don't know. Uh, but it's a it's a charted VFR arrival procedure where basically everyone lines up in a single file line following these train tracks, and ATC picks you out by type and color. They don't even really use your tail number. They have you rock your wings to acknowledge because that allows them to keep talking without unking the mic. Um, so they just keep talking. They say you know red and blue Cessna, rock your wings, and you just give yourself a little wing rock, and they know you hear them. So. Uh, anyways, back in 2020, SimVenture was born. This is actually pre-pandemic that we had this idea. And then um, once the pandemic began, and this, uh, specifically when EAA announced that they were canceling AirVenture 2020, um, we all kind of said, man, it's really on us to kind of keep this legacy going. And so we actually became an official part that year of EAA's Spirit of Aviation Week, which was their, um, their basically virtual Oshkosh that they held. that had a lot of workshops and seminars and all that. Um, and, and again, for those who aren't familiar with the actual air venture, it's a giant air show, but it's also a ton of, you know, everyone who's anyone in aviation is there. They have booths, um, they have seminars, they have workshops, um, you name it, it's happening at Oshkosh for that whole week. So, um, Sim Venture was, was, a, a part of, of their, you know, online thing that year. Um, it really kind of took, we kind of took the theme of nostalgia with, with being unable to fly there for, for real. So people could do it virtually, especially while everyone was cooped up in their house uh, all summer. Um, then fast forward to last year, 2021, we took more of a pilot training approach. So we held uh, sim venture the week, about a week and a half before their actual air venture. And, oh, and by the way, I should mention that the controllers who control sim venture are the real Oshkosh controllers, um, oh, wow. who do wow. air venture. So uh, jumping back a little bit to everyday pilot edge, uh, pilot edge has a mixture of some retired controllers, some military controllers, some controller enthusiasts, um, regardless of what it is, the pilot edge controllers are all held to a very high realistic standard. Uh, so you don't, you would never know the difference of who's real and who's not, but you jump into sim venture now and sim venture with Oshkosh being such of these specific procedures, um, it's important that we get people who know what they're doing. So what better than get the real guys and girls? And that's exactly what we did. And and the great thing is these people love it so much, they're willing to hop on and do it virtually. But there's a whole purpose behind it because what we did in 2021 and what we're doing again here in 2022 is more taking a training approach behind it. It doesn't really change the, the event at all, but more so just kind of pushing the idea of, hey, if you're planning to fly to AirVenture for real, what better than to prepare yourself a week and a, head, a week and a half ahead of time than to fly it into SimVenture with your home simulator? That's not to say that that it's only a real-world pilot event by any means. Absolutely not. We are 100% open to hobbyists and enthusiasts or even those who are pilots and just can't make the trip to Oshkosh. But 
we uh, we allow pilots to practice ahead of time because this is a very unique procedure with visual reference points, quick um, maneuvers, unusual maneuvers, landing you know halfway down the runway at times where your aiming point is going to be completely different than normal, turning base inside of the numbers, which is just odd. Um, but <laughs> these are all things that you're going to have to do potentially if you fly to AirVenture. And so we give you that chance to practice that ahead of time with SimVenture. And it's in the spirit of being a safer and more proficient pilot. Uh, the controllers do this because they love it, and they also believe in the mission of do of of making everything safer. They obviously don't want any incidents on their watch when they go out to Oshkosh, you know, two weeks later. So, you know, they'd prefer for everyone to do this ahead of time, and you know, it, it should make you a, a better pilot when it comes to air venture. And it doesn't really matter if you're a seasoned air venture pilot or not. Even if you've done this for the past twenty years in a real airplane, you've only done it twenty times. You've only done it once a year. Um, so you're not necessarily proficient in the procedure. And so, you know, why not take an hour or two and, and fly it a few times ahead of time in your sim with the actual controllers and just get confident and, and see what you're going to be going through just a week later. So that's really the whole premise behind SimVenture. We mimic, the, um, we, we mimic everything to a T as much as we can, uh, you know, wing rocks and, and all. And just being able to have those actual controllers out there is is pretty great. But not just the flying, though. Don't you guys have a custom built scenery for? We for do. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For blue for did it. Yeah, blue did it last year. He flew the whole mm -hmm. thing, and I think you have a booth in the scenery and, and different things like that. Year. So uh, the scenery is it available on Microsoft only? Microsoft explain. So Where the scenery it? we we uh, we allow all sim platforms. So uh, FS twenty twenty, X plane eleven, uh, prepared, and even FSX. Uh, we have scenery for all four of those platforms. Wow. Um, naturally, the FS2020 scenery does look the best. I'm surprised, you know, that's no surprise to anyone. Um, but yeah, we, uh, like you're saying, so Blue has uh, had and will still have this year his own little booth. Um, we we go around, we get some sponsors. Um, you know, Blue, we appreciate you being one of them. And and uh, this year, too, we're even having some some contests and giveaways. So we actually have over $2,500 worth of prizes to give wow. out. Um things as great as the uh the boeing yoke from thrustmaster um we've got uh, actually even to top that we have a bose a20 headset uh no no joke add me on that right now the way the way that people can get uh entered into that is just to fly you get one entry per takeoff and one entry per landing um, so the more you fly, the more chance you have to win. Wow. And that's, we, we want to encourage everyone to fly as much as possible. So the event is being held between July 14th and 17th, which is about a week and a half before your venture starts. And, uh, it's a Thursday through Sunday. We'll run about three to four hours every day. Uh, we'll, we'll publish those specific times here within the next few weeks, but currently we just have the dates published of the 14th through 17th. And again, we encourage people to fly as much as possible. If you want to, you know, fly for all 15 hours or whatever it is across the four days. Um, and, uh, again, three to four hours a day and, you know, get entered into the win, you know, 12 different times, 12 different entries, then go for it. And so, uh, yeah, we're really excited. We're really thankful to have those, those sponsors this year and it's going to make for a really great event. Wow. I, you wow. said a lot and I have a lot of questions. I'm trying to, <laughs> sure. I'm trying to organize. So I'm going to start with Chat's the last, the last thing that's on my head. Yeah. Chat has a lot of questions as well. Um, so are you still looking for more, like, in, for more sponsors in case any 
potential sponsors. Yeah, we we could. Uh, we're we are. You know, the window is closing, and and we. Uh, but you know, if you can certainly, uh, you can certainly reach out to us. Social media is probably the best. You can uh, reach out to us at Pilot Edge ATC um, on either Instagram or Facebook. Uh, if you're interested in in being a sponsor, if you have something you want to give away, we'll you know we'll certainly put up your your sponsor logo on our website and everything like that. Um, so yes, if if anyone's out there looking to do that, that is available. Uh, also, what if any changes have you guys made to? Uh, let's, let's start with the scenery. Sure. Is it the exact same scenery as last year? It- for, uh, with the ex- exception of the sponsors, uh, for the most part, it is. Uh, we are adding a few little extra small fun details in there, um, but you know the the bulk of it is the same. You know the, the railroad tracks haven't moved. Um, you know it's a lot of it's the same, but there are uh, there are some additions in there definitely. And and um, and like I said, you know there's scenery for for all four sim platforms exclusively available on Pilot Edge for free. Um, you just have to have a Pilot Edge account and. By the way, we talked about twenty bucks a month for Pilot Edge ahead of time. You did mention Blue the free trial briefly, but everyone still gets a free trial. The free trial offers you five hours of connectivity time within a two-week period. So either five hours of being connected to Pilot Edge or two weeks from the time you sign up, whatever comes first. So uh, if you're listening to this and you have never tried Pilot Edge, you haven't done your free trial yet, you might want to wait until two weeks before SimVenture and then um, and then sign up because then you'll have uh, five hours of connectivity time to fly you know several approaches into oshkosh and uh and that that will count you know you'll get entered into the drawings to win that way too um as far as other changes though to the scenery yeah nothing too significant um we did just drop our uh, our promo video today actually for for simventure 2022 you can find that on the social media channels it's it's based on youtube so youtube.com slash pilot edge atc you'll find the 2022 venture video there that'll give you actually the best idea really of of what this is going to look like for you as a pilot and the kind of atc chatter you can expect to hear um, we're also going to have a review session that's being sponsored by flight sim association uh, fsa will be doing that about a week and a half ahead of time so you can look for that on the piloted social channels as well the review session being reviewing the notice and so that you can kind of it's a bit of a tutoring session to say hey okay here's what it's going to look like for you as you fly down the tracks and rock your wings and all that so if you're unfamiliar i'd highly recommend you come to that um and then uh i guess it's it's, uh, you know, since you guys are having me on here, I'll, I'll reveal that we are allowing Jets this year. Um, okay. So this is actually a, That's this is an exclusive uh, for you right now. This is the first time <laughs> it's going public. Um, now, wow. there is a caveat to that. Uh, it's going to be with maximum takeoff weight of 18,000 pounds or less. So that basically limits you to small citations and less. Um, and it's Yeah. The Honda, uh, the Honda Jet, Jet would go. probably work. Yeah. Um, so... You know, we're we're talking you know single pilot operation jets, some stuff like that, um, and it's all still VFR, so no, still no IFR operations. But you know, there are plenty of airplanes like Cirrus Vision jets and things like that that fly in there, small jets that fly in um, VFR, and it's they do have a little bit different procedure than the piston engines. Um, they they fly what's called the Warbird arrival, but that's all going to be available in the notice. So that's a, that's a big, uh, a big information drop there. We're also allowing helicopters this year. So for those who fly choppers in the SIM, uh, we'll be allowing no tour routes. The tour routes are still going to be flown by pilot edge staff. Um, that basically all that does is it provides just some extra traffic that you see around the, around the Oshkosh grounds that you would see if you're actually there. But, uh, for, uh, transient helicopter ops, that is, you know, inbounds and outbounds, we will allow that this year. Um, so those are the two biggest changes that we're doing, and we're really excited to have those changes. And 
um, to, you know, to introduce the jets, we introduced turboprops last year. So we're, we're taking it up a step a little bit this year, but, you know, still no 737, still no A320s. We're, we're not, uh, we're really no, we're not in the business of doing any IFR operations and, and certainly something like that big wouldn't come in VFR to the show anyways. One thing oh, that would be, yeah, <laughs> one thing that would be interesting is you mentioned how like there's a helicopter like tour that goes on, but that's mm-hmm. flown by a staff member, so it's obviously like someone kind of just kind of giving some extra traffic. And I remember sure. seeing the helicopter last year, and I was like, this is pretty cool. There's a helicopter flying over. <laughs> um, would it? Uh, and this, you know, you know, you guys know me. I can't help but just give suggestions <laughs> and ideas. Sure. I can't. I just can't help it. So maybe you, na- oh, yeah. you can't do it this year. But like one of the really cool things about Sim venture uh i feel is when you're there after you land is you sit around and you just wait to mm-hmm. see what else is going to land like what else is going to come in what, what's he flying what's he flying sure. and um adding the jets or the light jets and adding the helicopters mm-hmm. i think it's going to add a lot of that hey i kind of want to sit around and and see what else is coming through what about as you mentioned the warbird arrival what about mm-hmm. having either a specific person or a staff member fly in some type of bigger aircraft you know air venture does have mm-hmm. bigger aircraft that are on display sure. but they have to fly into the event as well uh would it be pretty cool to have something like that fly in would that be possible it, i mean it'd be 100 percent possible um you know the we do run into model matching issues a little bit obviously with the sim um specifically across platforms as well right so if we were say to take an a380 and uh, someone in you know FSX or X plane didn't have an A380, and it just shows up at a Cessna 172. That ends up doing nothing for them, right? Yeah. Um, right. So we we unfortunately do run into model matching issues. Back in 2020, we actually only had a small well, I shouldn't say small, but we had about 23 airplanes you could choose from. And so we actually this was before FS 2020 launched. This was back when X plane 11 was the was pretty much everyone's go to sim, and. Um, we uh, had a small list of uh, you know 20 so airplanes to choose from. So the model matching was actually spot on. That was cool because it was colors and type were 100% spot on for everyone. We lost that a little bit in 2021 where we said, you know what, you know, I think while it's going to be sad to lose the model, the perfect model matching, I think people would more enjoy flying exactly what they wanted, whether it's a you know a, a Piper Cub. Uh, pits, um, you know, whatever it is, I think people would prefer to not be limited to the airplane and livery they can fly. So we did give that up in 2021 and we'll continue to, you know, basically allow people to fly whatever they want within, you know, the limits um, of the notice uh, in 2022, knowing very well that we are sacrificing, you know, model matching um, for that. But, you know, it's just something that we have to deal with with multiplayer simulators. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. There you have it, guys. If there was a time to sign up for Pilot Edge, it would be now. Or a couple <laughs> or weeks before. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah, two weeks ahead. ahead before. July, yeah. Uh, yeah, July 4th, I guess, would give you two weeks to uh, the 17th, which would be perfect. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it will be as real as we can make it, guaranteed. Uh, wing you, rocks and all, like I said. And you guys are not adding any additional actual uh, approaches or rivals. I know there's a few other approaches, I believe, that are incorporated in the real world. The event. two, real, really, the, the I mean, the only two VFR ones are the ones we do, which are the the Fisk arrival and the Warbird. Um, okay. I mean, you know, the helicopters have a very very small approach, and, and which we're we're doing this year as well. But no, those are the only two VFR arrivals. Um, we do also run several different runway configurations. So, you know, just like last year, that was another change, 2020 to 2021, was we added several runway configurations. And we did that through technology we like to call dynamic flagmen. 
where we can inject flagmen in real time into your simulator to direct you as to where to turn on the airport grounds. There is no ground control at Oshkosh. Oh, wow. You just follow the flagmen's direction, um, flagmen being actual men with flags on the ground. And so we can inject those in real time to have you turn one way or another. Uh, and that's how we're able to coordinate different traffic flows on a whim. Yeah, I don't know how you guys did that that last year, but it was so dope. <laughs> it was so, I was like, wow. I landed and then like a freaking flag, I was like, that way. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It took a lot of work, but uh, it definitely worked in the end. And, and it's great that we can run different runway configurations because it allows people to practice different runway arrivals, which, you know, is, uh, there's no way to know what arrival you're going to get when you get up there. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So for all you GA guys who have been begging me to fly GA, here's your chance <laughs> to shine yeah. and go do this because it's fun with everybody else doing it. This, this is yeah. going to be fun. Definitely. I got some general questions from the chat. I wanted to ask you. So I don't know sure. we don't have you for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I am time. running out of time, but go exactly. ahead. Exactly. Yeah. Do you still do NDB approaches? Is that available? Yes. On? Oh, absolutely. Yep. There we go. That's one, as one long question. as the NDB still exists um, and the chart is still published, you know, you're, those are getting hard to come by. But uh, yes, those those perfectly fine. Nice. Here's a question from me. Since I do all mostly um, airliners, what is the longest route I can do on a pilot edge network? For the pilot edge coverage area, uh, yeah. I'd say it's going to be something. El Paso to Seattle. That's probably about it. Yeah, I mean, there might be a, an obscure airport like uh, that's north of Seattle that that Pilot Edge covers. I'd have to look at the coverage map, but yeah, for big airports, I think Blue, you probably nailed it. El Paso to Seattle, um, or San Diego to like, like Montana. That's like a three and a half hour flight. Yeah. Four hours. Yeah. Okay, that's more than enough. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know Blue had some more questions from the chat. Any more Blue? Uh, I think that's it. The rest of my stuff is stuff that we don't necessarily need him here for. Uh, it's like <laughs> uh, stuff that I, I things that I want to do this year because another thing we didn't really mention is the scenery is great, but also has like a, a really cool area for um, uh, like short takeoff and landing yeah, competition cool. stuff yeah. like that. So I know I did, and a few other content creators went over to that area on the days that they were not like live for the event, and we just. I just have fun to do short takeoff and yeah, landing competitions. That. That's great for you guys to to make use of the hours where you know because obviously for those listening and, and watching, it's uh, you know Wisconsin is not in the everyday coverage area. It's not within the Western U.S. Um, so, but you know obviously we make an exception for that for SimVenture. But you know when when SimVenture is not live for those three to four hours a day, it's really just a free for all out there, and people can play around, <laughs> explore the scenery, or like what Blue's saying, doing a doing a short takeoff and landing competition as well. Yeah, you could do your own little air show when they're not live yeah, as well. Absolutely. You yeah. know, yes. Yeah. That's, that's all. That's what I'm thinking in my head right now. Like, I'm gonna do a short takeoff landing. I'm gonna do a that. I'm gonna do probably do a practice approach a few days before. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. Well, and, and Blue, I remember watching your stream last year, and and you were running on running a little late. I think you were kind of chasing yes. the, the end of the event. But I thought it was so cool. You flew out, you flew up from what Houston? Yes, I flew that's legitly amazing. real time from Houston all the way I to Oshkosh. So cool. And yeah. I think that you know, for for people who who aren't familiar you know people do fly from all over the country to go to oshkosh in real world and so what blue did was a hundred percent realistic um with doing that so i would recommend you know I, I would encourage people to do the same thing choose your hometown and, and fly out we actually have a guy um who's designed kind of this pseudo procedure where it, it's um it it's based around the pilot edge coverage area but the idea is you know you start out in the west coast start in san francisco or san diego 
And you fly this route that eventually kind of all funnels into, I think, Denver Centennial. And then it's all straight line to Oshkosh from there. So the point is that hopefully if enough people fly this route, uh, it's actually not published for 2022 yet, but we're going to get that on social media soon. If enough people were to do this and kind of the, you know, quote unquote road to Oshkosh, whether it's over a day or a week or whatever, um, you might actually end up, you know, flying with some other people who are heading up to Oshkosh. Some people really like that realism of of placing your planes up there, you know, and, and actually physically, um, not physically, but virtually uh, uh, transporting your airplane up to Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. um, anyways, you can look for that on our social media. But yeah, Blue, I think that's super cool. I would love to do that if I had the time, um, <laughs> you know, actually to to do a, a true, you know, cross country out to uh, out to Oshkosh in the sim. I think that'd be a, a really neat thing especially the time it perfectly to where you're coming in during the event window. So yeah. um, great job with that. I was dodging storms and everything. I was this massive storm <laughs> last year. I had to go around. That's the reason I was That's late. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, thank you, man, wow. so much, seriously, for yeah, explaining thanks, all this stuff. And, and kind of this is really great. Yeah. And uh, for those who, who want to learn more, pilotedge.net, you can, there's a big SimVenture logo on the right side you can click or just go straight to pilotedge.net slash SimVenture. Uh, we're constantly updating that page with, with new, uh, new updates as, as things come out. Again, like I said, the, the promo video went live today. Check that out on the Pilot Edge ATC YouTube channel. And um, you know, the, the more people who fly this, the better. So share it with your friends. Uh, it's gonna, you know, the more people we have, the cooler it'll be. We usually, uh, we for the past two years, we've had over 1,100 um, arrivals each year. Wow. And so we're, we're looking to, wow. you know, we're looking to beat that this year as well. So it's gonna be really cool. And uh, and especially if anyone there knows someone who is planning to actually fly an air venture, you know, get them on this and, and get them to practice ahead of time because, you know, I, I don't want anyone to be, you know, hesitant to fly an air venture because they're afraid or, or they're unfamiliar with the procedure practice ahead of time. It's going to be really simple. Yeah, exactly. Wow. 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 Now, this is a good community event. I love that. Wow. I'll be watching Blue doing a. Doing a <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to get XP yeah. to fly in with me. Hey, no. you could even do some shared cockpit potentially. Yeah, we uh, could. Wow. There you go. There you go. So, Pilot yeah. supports that entirely. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate having me on. And, um, you know, all the best uh, to you guys. And as you approach 30 episodes, congratulations. Jeez. Thank you, man. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Absolutely appreciate all you guys over there on Pilot Edge. I'll be worried about my eye rating now. I'm <laughs> hey, we'll be watching for it, and we'll be watching for both of and Venture too. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. Wow. We'll all see right. you later. Take care, you guys. Bye. -bye. See ya. All right, so XP, man, the myth, the legend himself. It's going <laughs> XP on. guys, uh -oh. chat. It's time for oh. intervention. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. XP is now. Accepting the challenge to do the pi pilot edge eye rating, and I'm gonna add this little sauce on it. On is he doing it live as well? So yeah, and I would also challenge him to fly into Sim Venture. You don't have to fly from Florida. You can just fly, do a little circuit. But yeah, I think I think you enjoy. It. Like let that be your GA flight, your one GA flight of the year. <laughs> let me get the eye rating out of the way first. Let's <laughs> let's do that. And yes. Might as well do it live on stream because, hey, man, what's more pressure than watching everybody laugh and mock you while you're screwing up? So I'm going to do it. I'm definitely oh. going to do the, do the I rating. You know what I mean? That's, that's my return to Pilot Edge. I haven't been on there for a minute. So we're going to be doing that, man. Absolutely. We're going to be doing it. I'm actually looking forward to it because, you know what? I'm going to be able to learn some stuff. You know, yeah. I've been, you know, cutting corners and taking chances on Vatsim and not getting yelled at and, you know, but this time i'm gonna have to step up to
to the plate and do some stuff, man. That's what we got to yeah, do. I'll, I'll say this about the I ratings. One of the interesting things that I found, because I before getting on the pilot edge, I thought kind of like you. I was like, yeah, man, I, I fly VATS all the time. I know I, I know IFR. And, and you do. You actually do understand the majority of it. It's not going to be difficult for you because you have a good sense of what, what's happening. You understand the rebacks and the order and things like that. But I did this. Uh, one of the first lessons on I rating is basically it's a basic. I think it's a basic instrument approach or something like that and you basically like it gives you like a vor to fly out to and from that vor you start your approach back to the airport you started at and the thing that was confusing to me because we usually fly a to b we don't fly a to a right and so this right, particular right. ifr flight was a to a and i was like i didn't know you could fly ifr a to a i didn't know i could just leave and come back ifr like, i did not that's something i didn't know was possible and that's basically what you do you call in just like you do any other ifr flight plan like hey uh san diego uh clearance looking for ifr to san diego i'm like that sounds weird but that's exactly how it goes and like i know it's not a big deal you're not going to use that a lot but it's super helpful and since that lesson now instead of just loading up into the aircraft to practice landings i actually load up at an aer- airport and do an ifr departure for an IFR practice ILS approach in a certain aircraft just to practice my landing. So it's just kind of it's kind of interesting. So anyways, that's just a little bit of what you can learn, obviously, but it's so much more. You learn about RNAV, you learn about holding, <laughs> holding. I know everybody doesn't like that word, holding, <laughs> uh, go-arounds, like stuff like that. Stuff that we kind of avoid is all in there to help you get comfortable with, and it's really cool. Right, right. All right. That's it, man. I'm gonna bite the bullet and do it. Yeah, man. <laughs> definitely. You enjoy it. You enjoy it, man. You will. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely yeah. enjoy it. And if you real, fail, man. you just try it again. Like everybody That's fails it. at least once or twice in the ratings. Nah, man. I'm not gonna fail any legs. I'm just gonna get it for sure. Right, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, quick uh, recap. Uh, we had pilot on the show, Kevin. Thank yep. you so much again for being on. Uh, a few new details on SimVenture. Uh, than the um, basically the virtual Oshkosh events on a pilot network coming up in July. Uh, a few new features that we didn't have last year. They're now allowing for light jets. That was never a thing for them to allow yet into the event. That's super exciting. Uh, also, helicopters are now going to be allowed in to fly in. Um, I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm right now just thinking like I don't know what direction I'm going to go. Like last time I flew from my hometown in a Piper PA28 Turbo absolutely loved it i'm like what am i gonna fly now am i gonna fly from my hometown again should i fly from xp should i go fly and pick up xp and bring him <laughs> should i do another flight from like the west coast like i don't know what you know so i'm trying to figure out what because I, I do want to do it again i really enjoy doing the long distance stuff um uh, and, and and simulating a cross country because again i know that in my real world flight training i'm going to have to learn the art of planning a cross country flight there's no sim brief when you're doing right. a, a cross-country VFR flight, you just look at the map. All right, I want to stop here for fuel. I'm going uh, to have this as my alternate in case it rains or in case I get low on fuel, whatever. Like, I think I have to make like three stops on the way up there. So anyways, I'll, we'll talk more about that as that gets closer. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I can see more of you guys flying out there with us in July. Absolutely, absolutely. And then for the rest of you guys who are always uh, correcting me on flying my <laughs> jets properly and checklists, you all need to be on pilot edge as well. If you have, yeah, seriously, because, you know, you guys are stickler for details. So yeah, yeah. let's make it detailed. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But <clears throat> yeah, this is fun. Uh, I flew pilot edge real quick. I flew pilot edge way back when I just started simming. You know, I have an account. I always had an account with them. You mean before you started streaming? Before I started streaming, yeah, yeah. absolutely, because, you know, and then when I discovered that you can actually go back and listen to your own radio 
um, calls and stuff. It's like, whoa, really? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's easy to do. So um, we're going to get back into it. And then You want to know rating. a secret, mm-hmm. a trick? And you can try right. this on Vatsim. It works on Vatsim as well. And that is try asking for IFR in the air. Oh, that's right. Pop you can, you can take off VFR. Just say, all right, uh, tower requesting north departure and just depart north. And then, all right, I want IFR of Boston. <laughs> and then on, and what, from, what I, from what I understand, and you controllers in chat can correct me, but you, because you're in the air and you're asked for IFR, you cannot be queued behind the ground IFR people. You get oh. a higher priority. Because you're already in the air. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So next time XP yep. streams, I'm just kidding. No ideas. Also, for, as a benefit too, you know, you could start out as you said in the East Coast on Vatsim, and then when you get to um, was it Denver airspace, you can um, switch over to Pilot Edge and finish your long haul with guaranteed ATC coverage going into Cali or something like that or Seattle or wherever. Yeah, yeah, you so can. That's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Wow, wow, wow. Learned a lot. Hold today. on, I got a really quick uh, story here from Captain Shaquille Oatmeal. said he spoke with a uh, E-145 captain today at Charlotte Flight Center. He said he his instrument rating... Wait, he said he has his instrument rating done by flying on pilotage all the time. He used that platform as a tool. That's pretty cool. It's a tool. It is a tool. That platform is a tool. And, you know, I'm glad you asked the question about, you know, people getting corrected on the network and, you know, and he's like, listen, it's the real world. It's, you have to take it for what it is. You have to take the procedures seriously. You have to take the radio calls seriously. So you can't just jump on it and then you make a mistake and you get corrected and you feel bad about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a learning tool. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's one for one real world ATC, basically. Yeah, yeah. Starting with the charts, you don't have to worry about where your what your frequencies are. Go look at the charts. And I learned that one time I was in uh, Denver, was it? And there's like the north side ground and the south side ground. And I called up the wrong ground. I was like, wait a minute. But those are the little detailed things that makes it nerve-wracking, but also makes it ultra-realistic when you're flying uh, with, with pilotage ATC. Is that you want ultra-realism? There you have it right here. Not only your plane and your checklist and your pushback, but now we're talking about ground frequencies being different yeah. on the ground. You know what I mean? I think the only thing they don't do is ramp control. I know Anthony's in yeah. chat. I don't think they do ramp. No ramp control. But it, or pushing back on an active taxiway. Pushing back from a non-moving area to you know, a taxiway. Oh, yeah, you just you just screwed up you know what i mean mm-hmm. but those are the things that it gives you if so if you're bored of simming or if you you get your simming done you can get your plane off the ground in 20 minutes and you can be in the air and fly and press autopilot add that real that 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 extra level of realism with with pilot edge to your flying then you have more challenges yeah you understand and it, and then then your your simming will be like a different next level definitely so anyway yeah that's all i wanted to add to it yeah you know, so uh if you didn't hear anything else XP is doing I rating and Flannis Inventor. Thank you guys for uh, <laughs> listening to episode 29. <laughs> oh my but, god. Oh my god. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you shout again, Otto. Yeah, Anthony. Oh, I wanted yeah. to give a shout out to Anthony, Anthony in chat. chat. Man. Absolutely. Anthony, thank you so much for the encouragement. With Anthony does Vatsim and Pilot Edge, by the way. You know, and other things like that. Um, 
So if you can reach out to Anthony and chat, guys, if you have any questions, he's always willing to answer and help you guys. So there's a bunch of Paladish guys who are willing to help if you go over to their Discord server and join it. So shout out to Anthony and chat, man. Definitely appreciate you guys. For sure. <clears throat> And again, or if you guys sure. want more information about Pilotage, I believe the website is Pilotage.com, or is it .net? .net. Is it .net? Yeah, making sure. Pilotage.net. I think on my channel, you can actually type in exclamation mark Pilotage, and that's uh, already right. linked by Nightbot. But I uh, think... One comment in chat says, does Pilotage have events like VATSIM or simulate ground stops or emergencies? Well, you Ooh. can add failures. You can have them inject failure. I know with explain they could inject failures into your flying. So if you want random failures on the explain platform, I know I don't know about Microsoft. Wait, Pilotage can inject failures into your... Oh, absolutely. I didn't can. know that. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Yes, they do. They can inject failures randomly without you turning it on in the airplane i know on explain you can and i've seen it done to different streamers before <laughs> that requested to have it done of course you know engine out failure on climb out or bird strike oh or God. you know what i mean so yeah they they, they do have that <laughs> but anyway oh yeah we could we could go deep in it, man. <laughs> oh boy you you should request it on your flights oh <laughs> I mean, I struggle just to get the whole flight complete. You know, let me get real good first, and then we can, then right. we can do that. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, man. Wow. wow, that was crazy. Anyway, that's it. All right, folks, that's gonna be another one in the bag. Was it number episode twenty nine? 30 is going to be special. Don't worry. It's going to be coming up soon for you guys. And we have some big announcements to come up too, as far as the blue experience is concerned. And yeah. you guys are going to like it. But stay tuned for that on the next one. Definitely stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll let you guys know what's about to happen with us. Uh, sorry about... Um, uh, actually, I'm not even sorry, but couldn't get both streams up today for whatever reason, but it is what it is. But um, I'm glad you guys came over to Blue's channel. and We're all here. We're all celebrating this. And um, we'll be back with another episode. Blue, what you got coming up? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's always stuff coming up, but I don't have a stream yeah. planned for tomorrow. Um, right. because I have work at on the ramp at the airport. So my plans are working on real planes. So looking forward to that. What about you? Um, I am actually leaving tomorrow afternoon, going away for the weekend, so I'm not going to be back on stream by Monday, but I was thinking maybe I should do a stream tomorrow morning early, like, I don't know, 9 a.m. Eastern time, but most of you guys are sleeping on the East Coast, on the West Coast. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, but do it for I'll Australia. Gotta... There you go. Australia. Ooh. Mm -hmm. There you go. Australia special. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, true, my true, Aussies at Aussie, Aussie, oi, oi. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, yeah, let me think about it, see what I'm doing in the morning. But that's it. And guys, enjoy yourselves, man. Enjoy the rest of your evenings. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Blue Experience again with my man Blue. And we'll see you guys in another episode of this. Yes, sir. And remember, you have three choices. Give up, give in, give it all you got. Peace, love, and God bless you. We'll see you guys next time. Next video, we out. Peace. Yeah.